You're listening to the Church Members Podcast, and I'm your host, Jesse Bragg. All right, we're here with another episode of the Church Members Podcast. Uh, we have uh, we took a week or two off, uh, had a lot going on uh, here at the church, a lot going on in our family, uh, a lot of stuff happening. So uh, I guess we could you could say we just kind of took a little spring break, if you will, and so uh, but we're back at it, and uh, we're excited, ready to get back uh, in the podcast room and uh, record some podcasts uh, for you guys, and uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying them. If so, uh, please let us know. Just comment uh, maybe on our Facebook page or our YouTube YouTube channel. <coughs> Excuse me. Give us some feedback on what you guys think, and uh, if it's going well, if you're enjoying it, if you're getting any help from it uh or or not so we're going to look at a uh, look at a couple things today um but uh i did i did want to talk about something that uh today that that kind of i thought you know I'm, I'm gonna mention this on the podcast but we uh so today um i took uh took a few of my shirts i have some long sleeve you know button down shirts that um that i wear um you know sometimes i'll wear around and i i got some because i wanted uh i wanted to have some embroidered uh to put our church logo um on there so i could wear them uh to the church or or just really just wherever and uh and maybe if i was going you know uh maybe teen camp or somewhere that i'm not going to be necessarily wearing a shirt and tie but <clears throat> i want to wear something a little nicer um and so I, uh, I had, uh, had these shirts and I, and so I took them, took them into the, the place that we normally use. And, uh, uh, we've, we've used them quite a bit. And so when I first walked in, uh, I'm not going to say, say any names uh, of the place, but, uh, when we first walked in, it, it was kind of, I could kind of tell the guy was new. I had never seen him before. And, uh, and so he uh he just kind of looked at me and uh I, I I'm standing there with with uh four shirts in my hand and I'm in a I'm in an embroidery shop. So you, you can kind of put put the math together on that on, on what I'm there for and so the guy that owns or I I guess he owns the place he, he at least looked but I've seen him in there before and he, he doesn't, he, he has an office in the back. So he, he normally doesn't come up and deal with people in the front. Um, he, he threw up his hand and he recognized me and he, he said, how's it going? And, and, uh, and I said, good. And, and the guy at the desk just kind of still looking at me. And then finally I just, I, I look at him. I said, Hey, I, I want to get some shirts embroidered. And, uh, and he 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 asked. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I led off with the statement. Hey, we've used you guys a bunch for our church, and uh, and I just want to get some our, our logo that's already on file put onto our shirts, which is important because if not, you have to upload your your logo 
to uh, their platform for them to have it on file uh, to for them to put it into their machine to embroider. And uh, so he he so with leading off with that statement, um, this guy knows that I, okay I've been there before. And so he he asked the question, you know, okay, what's your name? Uh, what's the church name? So, and um, he looks it up, can't find it, and uh, and he says to me, um, so he looks it up and he can't find it. And his first question to me is with a very uh, just a tone. I, I mean, I, I don't know how to put it. He just kind of seemed like kind of uh, like it bothered him that I was even in the store. And so he he said, uh, well, what, well, what? how many do you need? And I said, well, I said, first, let's, can, can you find our logo? You know, that's going to be the determining factor if I leave the shirts or not. Because, you know, I'm kind of, I kind of have a time limit that, you know, that I'm waiting on him. And, and he says, um, well, how many do you have? And I said, well, I got four. I got four. And he says, well, how, how, when do you need them by? And I said, well, sir, I, I you know, I don't want to wait two months, but I, I, I'd like to have them, you know, I'd like to have them fairly quickly. And he says, well, you know, we have a 10-day turnaround rate around here. I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. And uh and he proceeds to just kind of just kind of grill me about these shirts and about how fast I need them and he's just going on and on about this and and so um I said, "Well, listen, do, do you you know, are we still on file? Is everything still good?" And uh, he says, well, you know, the, our computer crashed a while back. And if it's been over a year, then we don't have your stuff on file. And the whole time I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking at the guy that, that owns the place. And I don't know if he just can't hear what's going on or he, he just doesn't seem to pay much attention. He was working. So maybe he was just kind of in the zone, but I finally just looked at the guy and I said, you know what? Just forget it. I'm out, you know, um, obviously, uh, you don't want to take these shirts and, and put them in the back to be embroidered. So forget it. And, and so it made me think about, um, made me think about customer service a little bit. You know, I was thinking about, um, if you're going to be the front man for a store or a, uh, place of business working with the public you know uh we talk a lot of people talk about dmv you know if you're a, if you're in law enforcement and i know you have to deal with a lot of people all the time and it and it gets trust me i know it gets uh annoying sometimes it gets frustrating sometimes but man you're you chose you chose to work in the public. So, um, I, I, you know, I feel like we should probably just, 
at least try to have some customer service, some courtesy when it comes to, because honestly, uh, I'll probably never go back to that place again, especially, especially if that guy's working in there. And, uh, so, um, but anyways, so that, that's been my day today. I, I, um, I got, I got frustrated with the guy at the embroidery shop. And so I come out and, uh, and I was going to leave in the places right beside my barber shop. And so I look in the barber shop, uh, to see who's cutting hair that day because I need a, I need a cut. And, um, and I have two people in my barber shop that I get that, that, I, that cuts my hair. And, uh, so I look in there to see which one's working um, because one tends to take a little longer than the other. And I was kind of in a hurry. So I knew that if the one was there, I could sit down and get it cut pretty quick. Uh, but that wasn't the case. And so, and it, it made me, it brought up the question in my mind, maybe uh, how long is too long for a haircut? How long is too long to wait for a haircut, you know, or to get a haircut? Is it, you know, sometimes I go in there, takes me, takes me, uh, an hour. If the, if the one person is cutting hair, it, it, it can take, it, it can take up to an hour. Um, and I don't know about you, but that's just too long, uh, for me. And so, um, but the other day I went one morning and, uh, the, the one that cuts hair pretty quick, I, I was in and out of there in, in 20 minutes, maybe. And, uh, so it, it made me think about the time it takes to get your hair cut. It's just like, uh, do you talk, do you talk to your barber? You know, do you just sit there, you know, just, uh. Do you sit there and just kind of look at the floor while they cut your hair? Because you know, if the, if you start up that one conversation, it's going to be that awkward. I don't really know you, and you don't really know me, but we're going to talk about we're going to talk about stuff that doesn't even matter. Um, you know, like they, they they typically that barber will strike up that conversation. Uh, you've been working hard, you know. Normally, if it's a guy been working hard today and you know it's always just the typical i try not to or you know and then uh after that there's that awkward silence or uh you know you just try to um try to avoid eye contact and just let the guy cut your hair uh because i've been in some barbershops where man it's just like they're talking to you they're talking to everybody else they're talking to the other barbers it's like just cut my hair, you know, it's like, let's get this over with, you know, I'm not here for a day spa event. I just need a haircut. And, um, but anyway, so <clears throat> just got me thinking also what, what's too much to pay for a haircut. Patrick, do you get your haircut at barbershop? You do. What do you pay? 15, 20 bucks. That's about the typical going rate. 20 bucks for a haircut and uh but price of haircuts are going up i remember when i was a kid i'd get i'd pay eight bucks for a haircut eight bucks when i was younger and uh 
but not anymore. Now you gotta you gotta pay twenty bucks. Then you gotta tip them, of course, because if you don't, you're you know you're gonna think you're a scumbag or something. So then you're you're out twenty five thirty bucks by the time you get out of a haircut. Not to mention the hour wait you just spent. So haircuts are getting outrageous nowadays. Um, with the customer and so with the customer service guy next door and then the haircut situation i was just ready to go home and uh so anyways that's just some nonsense nothing nothing uh important to talk about but uh anyway uh so it's getting warmer outside i know that it's well it's supposed to be getting warmer it's springtime and uh or coming up on spring we just had easter service at our church and um uh nice sunshine day today after and uh man it gets me thinking i was out in the yard today cutting grass and just getting my yard fixed up and i and it got me thinking about fishing man i'm ready to do some fishing and i don't know about you but i love uh i love to fish and i love i enjoy it now <clears throat> i have some friends who live for it man that's their that's their thing and and uh but i i really enjoy it i have started um going up in the summer uh going up to visit a preacher friend of mine up in kentucky brother caleb shirley and he and i uh do wet we go wade fishing and what we do is we'll wade those creeks up there in kentucky and catch uh what they call red eye which is uh, which is what I've just always called them because that's what he calls them. Um, I don't know what else another name could be. Uh, we catch some smallmouth, um, and man, I love it. It's so much fun. And to me, um, beside, besides, you know, uh, going down a bank and fishing grass beds with a spinner bait, um, for bass, I, I think that wade, wade fishing is just probably the, uh, some of the best fishing that I, I I think it's the most fun to me. I enjoy it. And so, um, and, and so it's, it's that time, you know, it, it's that time, uh, to, to get the rods and reels out and do some fishing. But, uh, anyway, um, so Matthew chapter number four, Matthew chapter number four, verse number 18, talking about fishing, the Bible says in Jesus Walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other uh, other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship was Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them, and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. So I get to thinking about this passage. Number one, I, I just really I thought about how wild it would be uh, to be, you know, uh, coming into shore, maybe it, it, to put it in our uh to put it in our modern day thought, uh, if we're at, at a marina boat dock, or we're, we're getting the boat loaded up, back up from fishing, 
you know, we're putting our rods away, uh, getting the plug out of the boat, you know, securing the boat, you know, just getting it ready to try to travel home and, uh, getting all the trash out of the boat from the day and just, you know, and then some, somebody walks by and says to you, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And, uh, first thought in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, what does that even mean? You know, um, who is this guy and what does he mean by that statement? Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And for them to just, I mean, the Bible says, and they immediately, immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. And we see in these latter, latter verses here uh, that the the fame of Jesus begins to spread throughout, and you know they uh, immediately they start to uh, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel, uh, healing the sick, um, you know, um, all with the divers diseases and torments, and uh, those that are dealt with uh, with devils and lunatic, and and they're healing them. And they're being followed by great multitudes, and I have to, I have to just wonder. You got these guys that are just fishermen, you know, just hardworking men, um, you know, uh, at their day job, and this was their job uh, out there, just just mending their nets, and they're just they're doing the work, and then, and then somebody comes by and just says, "Hey, uh, I need you to follow me." And I will make you fishers of men. And we and and this clearly indicates uh the nature of the ministry of, of the Lord uh Jesus Christ is that he is about the Father's business. Um and they left their nets and they immediately became disciples, uh and, and they began in their in their training. Uh, with the Lord entered into this brand new relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and they will never, they will never, fully, ever be the same, uh, or enter back into this occupation that they that they loved, that they were good at, or fishermen. Um, they just walked away, and then they became disciples, and so this is a perfect picture of of a couple things. Number one, uh, it's a good picture of what, of, of salvation, following Christ, becoming a disciple, and then in turn begin, uh, to be a fisherman yourself, uh, um, and winning souls, winning people to the Lord. And so, um, I like, I like, I like this passage of scripture and, and, uh, it, it shows a lot of things. It shows discipleship. It shows uh, soul winning, and and really, you think about it, that's what that's what Jesus was doing. I mean, he's walking up to shore, and he's like, you know, uh, he's he's looking for men, and he sees these men, and he finds them, and uh, calls upon them, and uh, thankfully they were uh, they were obedient in his call, obedient in his in his beckoning if you will to come and be a fisher of men and to win souls and to change lives and man look what a ministry look what a ministry these men had 
from that day forward. <clears throat> and so I think about the day that I was saved and uh, when I was 16 years old. And since then, obviously, I have not been the best soul winner, the best fisher of men that I should be. But I think about the souls that I've had the opportunity to lead to the Lord. I think about the fact of, of, of being discipled through the Bible I think about the Lord Jesus Christ calling me to preach and calling me into the ministry, placing me into the ministry. And I'm so thankful. I'm thankful that uh, that whatever, uh, you know, it doesn't say anything about Peter and Andrew. It doesn't say anything about their social status, which, I mean, I guess you could kind of gather that from them being fishermen, but that wasn't one of the requirements or stipulations of, of why he called them. It doesn't say anything about their financial status their social status it doesn't say anything about their abilities or their talents it doesn't say anything about um you know if they were talented if they were um tall short skinny fat whatever it just says um that he found these men faithful in their job faithful working faithful um and and i and i look here also it says that they were with their father two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with uh, Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And so I think I think that maybe that's that could be, you know, I don't want to read too far into it, but that's a picture of them, um, you know, they're helping their dad. They're being faithful um, and, and probably honoring him and helping him to be a part of that day-to-day life. And they're, you know, they're kind of working in the family business. And, uh, and so he sees that as an attribute maybe, uh, but it doesn't say much about anything except for the fact that he just called them. And, uh, and I'm thankful, uh, that it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, that Jesus Christ wants you to be a disciple of his. And he wants you to win souls. He wants you to be a soul winner and wants you to get out there and, uh, tell people about the Lord and, uh, and to win souls. You know, we have, uh, we have a messed up world that we're living in today. I mean, it's, it's, uh, we got a lot going on. I mean, we, uh, we have a lot going on today and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it seems to be getting worse and worse and worse as we travel on and we go on about our lives. Uh, it, it's, it's sin has taken hold of so many lives and so many people, and uh society our young people and man we we have got uh we have got to get out there and and try to reach people and win souls and to be uh about the father's business and doing um doing exactly what god has called us to do and uh i want to say to you uh that you can too be a fisher of men it's very it's it's a um, you know it's it's a very important job. It's a very important task uh, to be a soul winner. And I want to encourage our church uh, and any other Christian around to uh, to 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 be a soul winner and to try to win souls and to try to get people to the Lord. You know, you can walk in any store, any gas station, any place of business. Uh, wherever you work and man, you can, it doesn't take, it doesn't take long 
to look around and see the hurt in people's eyes and to see the hurt um, in, in their heart and just families being torn apart, um, you know, husbands and wives being divorced and separated and children having issues. And, um, you know, our teenagers today are dealing with things that, that are, that are, that I never thought, I never even imagined, um, us having to deal with. And, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's sad. It is, but, uh, but you know, we have a job to do and, uh, we're, we are, we are commanded. We are encouraged to be fishers of men and to be soul winners. And, uh, we need to get out there and do it and be about the father's business and try our best. Uh, to win souls and to love people, have compassion and spread the gospel and, uh, and to just love on people and serve people. Anyway, hope this was encouraging to you. Um, hopefully, um, soon we'll have some other guests on the podcast. And, um, you know, like I said before, I was just talking some nonsense about some of that other stuff. But hey, if you work in, if you work in the public, Please have some customer service. You know, I want to call that guy, the the owner, uh, and just be like, "Look, man, you need a new front man. You need a new guy up front. Uh, that guy's not your guy." And so, um, anyway, uh, I just want to encourage you to, uh, if you, like I said, if if you work in the public, have some have some customer service. Hey, and you never know, that could lead you into uh, soul winning. Or, you know, I was talking about being at the barbershop. Maybe that's something you can talk to your barber about. <laughs> My son, Bo, you know, he's eight now, and he has no filter. Two funny things about the barbershop. He has no filter. So... Where you know any barber any barber he goes to he'll be sitting there getting his haircut and they're like hey how old are you he's like I'm eight and I'm saved you know are you saved and and now he's getting old enough to know that hey if you're not saved you die and go to hell and so he's spreading that news everywhere he goes just like that you know well you know what happens if you're not saved and so he's he's pretty blunt about it we got to talk about that but. Anyway, talking about the long haircut, he was talking about, we, we were talking about it, uh, to somebody at church the other day. And I was like, I was like, look, if you go to this barber shop, both these barbers are good. If you're in a hurry, get this one. If you're not in a hurry, get this one. She, she's going to take a while and, uh, and it, it, it do a phenomenal job, but it's going to take longer than if this other person cuts it. And so, he took his daughter with him and his daughter, uh, obviously my son had, had blabbed his, his mouth, but they're in the barbershop and his daughter, our, our youth pastor's daughter is, is talking to the, one of the barbers in there and said, Hey, you know, our, our friend gets his haircut here. His name's Bo. And he said that so-and-so takes forever when they're cutting hair. And they're standing there 
and uh, and I'm like, man. So, brother Austin shared that with me when he came back from the barbershop. He's like, hey, so uh, next time you go, they're gonna know that know what you think about <laughs> about their haircut. So anyway, uh, so love you guys and like and subscribe, share to our pages, follow us, please support us and uh and we'll have some we'll have some new content coming out uh hopefully soon with uh some with some some guests that we're going to have on and we haven't been able to have uh some all the guests that i wanted to have so we took like i said we took a couple weeks off we're back now and so hopefully you enjoy it and uh, we'll see you next time on the church members podcast love you guys